everyone. Welcome to another episode of We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyon. I was just putting on such an NPR voice. <laughs> Did you hear how subdued I was? <laughs> Thank you for all of that breathiness. Um, we are joined today by the very smart and very funny Jess McKenna. Yay! Yay! Hello! We are so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're going to be talking about Ricky Thinks He's Getting Bald, which aired June 2nd, 1952. And a very short synopsis is that Lucy tries to convince Ricky that he is not losing his hair. Question, do people say getting bald or going bald? I so I've been Same writing down question. Yeah, I've been writing down going bald, but then I just checked it. It's definitely getting bald. A lot has changed since the 50s, you know? <laughs> Mostly that. <laughs> we used to get bald, now we go bald. Kids these days and their slang. So we uh, are so glad to have Jess here. We want to help our our listeners get to know Jess a little bit. So we're going to go to our questionnaire. Yeah. Okay. So, Jess. Yes. Um, <laughs> Present. <laughs> okay. Our first question is, who is the first woman you remember seeing on television? Whoa. Real, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it might be like Marge Simpson. <laughs> That's um, a good idea. Yeah. 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 But no, I mean, like, probably the first show I have conscious memories of watching is Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember. I feel like all of the monsters are male. And I can't remember any female neighborhood person. I know they have them, but none of them have like stuck in my right. brain. Wasn't there a controversy about, I heard Big Bird was transitioning at one point. Oh, I don't know yeah. if it was like a faux rumor on the internet. Wow. <laughs> I mean, go for it, Big Bird. <laughs> we support you. Yeah. So I, I never had a feeling one way or the other that Big Bird was male or female. So it was like, until that moment, I was like, I don't know where we were. Some of them have like an androgynous vibe, but I think they are pretty much all male. Like yeah. I can't think of until Abracadabra, but she's a new one that I only know about through nieces and nephews. I can't think of a female main Sesame Street. Elmo's a boy, Bert yeah. and Ernie are boys. Right, right. Then how do they make more Muppets or more <laughs> Sesame Street characters? <laughs> how do they keep up the population on Sesame I mean, Street? They were just all created directly from Jim Henson. <laughs> <laughs> he was like spawning yeah. like a spore or like, I don't know, another scientific and mode of reproduction. That, my friends, is where babies come from. <laughs> from Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- <laughs> fabric spores. Correct. <laughs> but I did watch Lucy as a kid so she is legitimately back there pretty far in terms of people on TV but it was a lot of cartoons when you're little so it's kind of hard to remember what the first real person show for sure like the answer is probably like a newswoman <laughs> yeah, <Jane Paul>. yeah. <laughs> some of the ladies on 60 minutes <laughs> yeah it might have been Leslie Stahl we had to watch a lot of 60 minutes in my house <laughs> Okay, so our next question is, what shows or characters are most in line with your comedic sensibility? Leslie Knope, The Simpsons in general, no specific character, and Freaks and Geeks, and yeah, those are probably most in line. The Simpsons is like the the whole thing. And then Leslie Knope would be the character that I'm like, yep, that shows you that a positive character can be funny. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to just be snarky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we reference her a lot, too. Yeah, we do. Positive role model. And sort yeah. of the modern Lucy in, like, she gets up to hijinks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A lot of enthusiasm. Totally. And yeah. And hijinks for sure. Trying to solve problems with low level pranks. <laughs> All about shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. What are 
some other words for hijinks, shenanigans? Capers. Ooh, <laughs> capers is a good one. Okay, so we've established you've seen Lucy. Yes. You know Sorry, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did you watch? Did you watch it with your mom? Or did I watched you... it mostly with my babysitter, Ooh. Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. Reggie Watts <laughs> is my babysitter. <laughs> oh, gosh. I would say if only, but the real Reggie was very dope. So I don't want any like replacement theories. But no, Regina Hall. And she was big Lucy fan. And I think there were just reruns on. Yeah. Nick at night. Even other than that, we had them like Channel 5 locally would play them at 1 or something here. I grew up in Southern California. And there it was on. I could watch Lucy pretty easily. Yeah. And I did. What a utopia, California. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a Lucy in every household. Yeah, she was everywhere. <laughs> so since you have a good understanding of the show, Ooh. our next question is, are you a Fred, Lucy, Ethel, or Ricky? Gosh. I feel like this is just like the Harry Potter house question yeah. where it's like, obviously, I want to say Lucy. And I think I am a Lucy, but it's also like as douchey as I feel when I say Gryffindor. But I've taken Pottermore several times. <laughs> And I'm always a Gryffindor because for one time I was a Hufflepuff, but mostly Gryffindor. And I think I am mostly a Lucy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I buy that. Yeah. You know, I think I just am. I like that Ethel is loyal. I like that Ricky is passionate and Fred is there. <laughs> but <laughs> Wait, so by that logic, is, is everyone is Hufflepuff? Is Ethel Hufflepuff? <laughs> Well, Fred's a Slytherin. I'm sorry. I'm there, okay, there are good Slytherins. I am one. Yes, there are good Slytherins. My writing partner is a good Slytherin right? for sure. People who just lead with ambition, which is there's nothing wrong as long as it doesn't go unchecked. You know, you can just be a great, ambitious person. Can't you then argue that perhaps Lucy is a Slytherin She as totally well? could be a Slytherin. So this is warning serious. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> how are women depicted today on screen and what about it is different from Lucy's time? Well, she was obviously such a trendsetter. When I was watching it, I was like, this is even more progressive than I remember thinking it was progressive or like how people could tell you it's progressive. Now, Mm -hmm. she still makes him breakfast, what have you, but you could split up those duties that way. There's nothing like it doesn't seem weird. She's making toast. (laughs) Yeah, like they still sort of talk like equals a lot of the times. I know sometimes Ricky tries to put her in her place, but usually that backfires or usually that's pointed to as Ricky's overreaching, Mm -hmm. I feel like. I'm sure there are episodes that would go in the face of that. But for 1952, it was also striking to me even that she just gets top billing. Yeah. And they were a company together and it's Desilu, so he gets the beginning of that. But she's top billing and it's not alphabetical because it's Desi Arnaz. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think archetypes are changing, but we still have them. And I think women are still very much depicted as one dimensional, which she is not, which is great. Yeah, I think we still just have like, even when I go on auditions. But now I guess I'm not in a position in my career where I'm often going out for leads. And that is sort of just the product of being a side character is you are less developed than the main character. And some of that is just, that's the reality of, time in a tv show right is your main characters are going to be more developed especially in pilots you're going to have to learn to get to know those side characters even a great show like the office you really understand michael jim pam dwight then you go like one tier out you don't know those characters as well you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like phyllis yeah like you every once in a while get a window into phyllis but mostly you're not getting to know phyllis and some of that's a product of just storytelling better representation obviously we still need 
And I think the other thing that's a bummer is that the ball buster bitch is still a super one-dimensional archetype that's out there. Totally. There are nuanced versions of it, but there are still just like a go-to. She knows how to really grab a man by the balls. (laughs) (laughs) And like, and then we watch her go home and pour a glass of wine that she drinks alone Uh, because no one will be with her. It's just like, no. Olivia Pope. Yeah, exactly. She's like, there are so many examples of like, if you're really badass, you are also alone. Yeah. I'd like to see that change, obviously. What I think we've seen in the last five to ten years, though, that I I do really like is the rise in good examples of female friendship. Mm-hmm. That we don't always just have to depict women as competing with each other or tearing each other down or backstabbing each other. That we can have narratives about women who are buds because totally. they can be buds. Right. Yeah. And that's why we love Lucy and Ethel so much. Yeah, they're true buds. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't enough Ethel in this episode, I know. Yeah, it was a light Ethel. We love Ethel. <laughs> She's great. She's just like down. She's a down ass bitch. She's like, yeah, let's just like get into it. Well, like, we've talked about it a lot. She often is the one who comes up with the plan, but Lucy's the one who goes through with it. So mm-hmm. she's kind of the brains behind the operation. Yes. In a way. Lucy will take it and like, let's raise the stakes yes. like a thousand percent. Right. No yeah. She's like super interested in snooping and Lucy <laughs> is too, but... Ethel just wants to know things, and Lucy is yeah. like, how can I get more information for me in a way? Yeah. You know, it's a little more selfish. Like, Ethel's just, like, omniscient. Like, she just yeah. knows yeah. what's happening everywhere. Yeah. She's working on the ESP. Yeah. I think that that might also speak to, just to take it back to serious mode, there being a lack of gender equality in those partnerships. So in a marriage, not feeling like you know what's always happening. And outside of infidelity or whatever, but there's just like, you might not understand the money. You might be like kept in the dark about business decisions or how much your insurance is. I don't know. If there's... <laughs> oh my God, how much is it? <laughs> no, you're right. We have talked about being married to Fred is probably kind of a nightmare a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess we haven't really talked about the emotional toll yeah. the marriage is taking on Ethel. What that could possibly we're, lead we're to. We're pitching the like, reboot where it's just a tragedy for yeah. Ethel. Oh, that's one of our questions. Yeah. Like, what would your modern Lucy pitch be? You can have some of the same characters or only Lucy and none of the rest of them. Ooh, okay, this is the first thing that came to my mind. Yes. <laughs> Which is that I don't really need Ricky or Fred. I do want <laughs> Lucy and Ethel. Yeah. And I want Lucy, and I like seeing Lucy in over her head. I would like Lucy to be in some sort of, like a Teach for America type situation. Whoa. But maybe she's not straight out of school. So not Teach for America, not 23-year-old. But some sort of teacher who gets placed being the one teacher for a very small town in rural America where she has to teach 10 kids of all different grades. and But she's a big city chick, you know. This is, like, obviously fish out of water. And Ethel is the only local that she can really uh, connect with who yeah. helps her understand the town. And obviously, hijinks ensue. <laughs> I love it. That's the one thing you have to carry over is the hijinks. Yeah. yeah. Essential. That's yeah. the DNA. That's <laughs> the DNA, everywhere. yeah. Yes, absolutely. I just realized, thinking about it like that, fish out of water... It reminded me of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, where Rachel Bloom is the Lucy. Yes. And then is it Donna? What's her name? The best friend. Where she's the one who's always like, wait, what are we doing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the character is Paula. Paula. Yes. Okay, a final question. What do you wish you saw more of in terms of women on television or less of? Which we did talk about the bad bitch stereotype. Anything else? (laughs) She's a bad bitch and it's a bad stereotype. (laughs) 
I think I'd like to see more platonic friendships between men and women. Yes. That their man doesn't have to be gay and that they don't have to get together. But conversely, I'd like to see less of the cool girl character who's like, she's so hot because she loves that you can talk about porn with her or something. Yeah. And that's her only trait. She thinks your fart jokes are hilarious, but she's also a 10. Yeah. <laughs> she's one of the boys, yeah. but you want to bang her. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. As a true tomboy myself, I just think those people also have friends who are girls and they also <laughs> don't think that all gross dude behavior is awesome. <laughs> um, it's just such a pure fantasy put to screen, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. so I would like to tone down the like, you know what's cool about her is nothing bothers her. <laughs> she, she has no feelings about anything. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, well, man. Cool girl thing from Gone Girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so rad how she has no sensitivities. <laughs> she has no standards for my behavior. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I like some of what's in there. I like, oh, girls don't have to be hyper feminine. There's a seed there that's cool, but it's got a little rampant and a little thin yeah. in its depiction. When it's all in service of what men want instead of representing how women actually are. Yes. Cool girls are real, man, but don't make them weird. <laughs> you don't really get cool girls, guys. You don't understand how cool uh, girls work. Let's have... Cool girls write cool girls, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. If you're a cool girl, you don't have to write a cool girl. Write whatever you want, but it'd be helpful if you wrote a cool girl. <laughs> you want to get into the episode? Yes. No. Okay. So we open on the episode and they've changed the layout of the bedroom. Really? The, the bed's the same, right? Where the, the bed's two beds the same. Together? But her vanity used to be over by the window. So she doesn't have a mirror to look into and she's playing the audience as the mirror. That was the craziest part for me because then Ricky at one point goes and gets another smaller mirror <laughs> and they're playing the camera as the mirror so they end up looking into the camera and delivering the lines right down the center a lot and it was very distracting. Yeah. Looking right down the barrel is always weird, but I thought it was pretty fun to stage it that way just because her face, that's the money, you know? That's true. And I want to see her slow, like, big eye open, you know, all that stuff. She's so good. Totally. Yeah, that's what she's known for. And her fake eyelashes that she wears every single episode. She makes a case for them. (laughs) Although God knows I can't keep them on. (laughs) But she's what? She's 41. And she's, yeah, and she's talking about how she has crow's feet. Also, her face looks it looks perfect. She's 41 here? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> How old did we say she is on the show? I think she's supposed to be her own age. Yeah. They just never say it. But she then has little Recky later. Yeah. And it's the only child they have. Right. Well, but in real life, she got pregnant during the second season of the show. She would have been 42. With Desi Arnaz Jr.? Mm-hmm. Whoa. So she legit had a kid in her 40s in yeah. the 50s? Yeah. This is wild. She's so rad. Speaking of her eyelashes, I did get very obsessed with the movie Yours, Mine, and Ours that she stars in. Oh, yeah. um, That then got remade about she has nine kids and is a widow and marries another widow with ten kids and then they have 19 kids and she ends up having a kid or so. I mean. Yeah, the modern version is Dennis Quaid, right? Yep. And. Renee Russo. Renee Russo. Fun fact. It was written by the two head writers from I Love Lucy. Oh. Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll. One of them was a lady. Girl writer. There's a picture of her sitting in a chair that says girl rider on the back which we also kind of want (laughs) yeah that sounds great that's a great chair (laughs) when i watched yours mine and ours when i was in high school you can finally see her red hair you're like whoa 
the whole time. It's real red. Real well, red. The original is great. I really recommend it. But they go on their first date at the place that invented Irish coffees or made them popular in San Francisco. And it's packed. And she loses her false eyelash in her Irish coffee. And it is a great scene. A lot of high <laughs> about how to get her eyelash back. The jinx are high. It, <laughs> the stakes on the jinx are through the roof. It is really good. Oh, and it's her and Henry Fonda. Mm-hmm. It's Jane's dad? The very same. Lucy looking for wrinkles reminded me of my wrinkle that I found a month ago. She's gone now, but I named her Marta because I was like, if aging is something I'm going to have to work with, I might as well if. give them. Shh. <laughs> It might as well be something like I give it an identity and I have loved a little her. fun. Yeah. I well, loved her. How'd she get gone? I don't know. Go I wish on, I girl. told you. Serums? I don't know. Caudily moisturizer? I don't know. These are all plugs but I miss- in the hopes that someone sends us products. Heels send me eye cream. Yeah. Caudily La Mer send us things. La Mer. La Mer thrown in there. My mom gave me a sample of hers. In memory of Marta, RIP. <laughs> well, I miss her. I'm just saying. Aging is more fun if you name your wrinkles. Well, the fun part about this is that they flipped it so Lucy is focused on it for a night and then Ricky's focused on it for the next week he can't sleep yeah well I loved him trying to comb his hair down in front and discovering the idea of a bald spot it was an entirely new invention and he was horrified I think this was the first episode that we really got to see Ricky be the clown yeah all these physical bits I feel like it's the end of the first season they've made 35 or 34 episodes and he's like I want to do it (laughs) His leg in the air was a great touch. I was like, that's making this bit bigger than it needs to be in a great way. For her to come back and see the physical position he's in. I think in my head, I'm like, okay, so Lucy was this great physical comedian. And that was what was so great about her. And you think of Gilda Radner as being influenced by her where, you know, Gilda broke a rib. But she's doing so much deadpan also that I was like, didn't remember. Because you remember stuffing all the chocolates in her mouth. But she also just does great gym on the office level takes that are so dead and subtle where she just comes out and sees him and her eyes just widen ever so slightly. She's everything. She's everything. And she can throw a zinger with the best of them. She can really do it. She has all the skills. Well, she was really piling on. You can see that Ricky's getting more and more distraught and she just keeps calling him baldy. (laughs) Yeah. I think from a feminist perspective, she's like, finally, we spend all of our time getting ready and putting our faces on. She's like, yeah, you can suffer for half an hour while we talk about this. And also, it probably is inevitable. You probably will lose your hair. Whatever. (laughs) Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace it. Going back to talking about all of Lucy's facial expressions, we see those all the time. I feel like we don't get to see a lot of Ricky's or Desi's face acting a lot, you know? He's facting. We just don't usually see that as much from him. Yeah, down to clown. (laughs) DTC. It's his turn. Uh, But I think they all can rotate who the straight man is. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you see him get on his ridiculous rant sometimes, or he can be the crazy one, you know? I wanted to bring up, Lucy asks what he called her when he first saw her, <laughs> and she's, he says, cute little chicken, except we know because we read that when Desi in real life first saw Lucille Ball, he called her a honk of a woman, <laughs> which is so much better than cute little chicken. Which one would you rather <laughs> a guy come up to you at a bar on Tinder? Honk of a woman. How do people meet people? I don't know. Like, what would this interaction take? Well, do we ever find out exactly how they met on the show? On a farm? So it's like a cute little chicken. Yeah. It was like an Like farm. you're going to lay some eggs for me? Or <laughs> just one? I said you were a cute little chicken. <laughs> Well, I got something to tell you about this cute little chicken. She has crow's feet. 
<laughs> I think either way, to me, isn't there always a little bit of a well that they go to about English being his second language? Yeah. So both of those are like slightly clunky. <laughs> it would be like, you're a cute little chick. Not you're a cute little chicken. <laughs> hey, you cute chick. That's how people talked in the 40s. Yeah, a poultry theme. Honk. He just doesn't know what that means. Yeah, like a goose. Maybe he heard honk of a woman doesn't make any sense. And I would never want a guy to say I was a honk of a woman. It is right on the other side of the line for me. Words and phrases like real or sturdy woman are not appealing. A handsome woman. Yeah, like a handsome woman. Honk sounds like it's talking about how loud or like grating you are. Also, geese are terrifying. I mean, it's accurate for Lucille Ball. Though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're like a bird enthusiast, it's a great problem. It doesn't even work as a noun that way. Like you cannot possess, you cannot have a tangible honk. <laughs> a chirp or a tweet or even a, a cacaw would be better, but a honk. A cacaw. <laughs> when was the last time you were to park with a goose? It's, they're so scary. <laughs> I remember going to like this park where I grew up, the Tri-City Park, and having like picnics or something growing up and running from geese because they would bite you. For food, yeah. Geese are aggressive. They would bite your kid bod. And <laughs> I mean, no thanks. <laughs> Give me little chicken. Cute little chicken. That's a vote for cute, cute little chicken. chicken. Yeah. yeah. Guys, we'll take a Twitter poll. You agree with honk of a woman. You agree with cute little chicken. But I love that Ricky's whole mentality behind being nervous about balding is he's nervous for his career. Truth. I don't want to watch a band leader with a bald spot. <laughs> I don't care how much talent he has. I'm leaving the club. Bye. I gotta see your hair bouncing around while you hit those congos. In your face. Yeah. So in the morning, he shows up to breakfast inside in a hat. What? What's he doing? <laughs> that did not hat. strike me because a man having to wear a hat when he leaves all the time is not really part of our culture anymore. So I was just like, I don't know, did they wear a hat? Like, <laughs> for me, she had to call it out for me and be like, ah, uh, yes, he would put it on only when he's leaving. I'm wearing a hat right now, you know, True. I'm not balding. Inside. Inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's crazy. Okay? Yeah. I'm one of those crazy girls who wears hats inside. <laughs> to me, just in terms of modern comedy, I have in my head such a metronome of three beats. This has two beats and left me feeling a little weird because they have the beat of the party with the other ball. I guess going to the hair guy could be a beat, but it really didn't feel like it. It felt like leading into the bald guy party and then her own home remedy. Mm-hmm just didn't feel that same intangible timing of a good comedic story but maybe that's because a hat inside is supposed to be a bigger deal to me you know like that should be the first beat because it's low low level you know you know because then she puts on the hat so that's why it's the first beat we have that great toast beat right but to me it wasn't that weird or i didn't understand so it felt like we jumped and our baseline was she's gonna host a party of bald men and then we're getting the great final conclusion of the heightening which is she's gonna put him through the which was very funny to me. Yes. I'm getting ahead of myself. But structurally, it just felt like, is this supposed to feel bigger to me? Right. Probably. Is the engine already moving? And yeah, I'm like, not, and I'm not like well, fully. I'll, I'll tell you something that I don't think any of you know at the moment. But oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> I look in sometimes to the background, and I read that the bald guy party initially in the script was the end of the episode. Someone did a great rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> So they filmed it all and they watched it and the producer, Jess Oppenheimer, was like, that's not funny enough to end the episode. Truth. So I think they trimmed the party and then added her home remedy and reshot a bunch of scenes. And normally we'd see Ricky vibing in the bald party. Or you'd see the bald party going in any way. 
the only laugh is good old Fred in his yeah. wig. <laughs> well, and thank God for Fred. And Mr. Thurlow taking yes. off his. Yeah. Well, that is a great rewrite because that home spot is much funnier. Yeah. And for sure. we want to see them interacting. Bald Party was a little bit of a whimper because we don't even see Ricky in it. Yeah. He had to work late, but he was also reading the newspaper. And wearing a hat inside. Because <laughs> he's a crazy man. In that one little shot of him on the phone. Is he like in Casablanca? Is he doing his best Humphrey Bogart wearing a hat inside? I'm going to sit alone in a dark club. It just felt like a very different movie and it just didn't feel like a sitcom. Like, what yeah, are you doing? What's the work he has to do that's by himself? Does he also balance the books of the club? <laughs> you know, He's the manager. He might have some real, just like Ryan Gosling in La La Land. <laughs> Sebs. Sebs is just the drop <laughs> And then it's a redheaded woman who like comes in and out. Emma Stone trying to be Lucy. Yeah, aren't we all though? Yeah. We can't hold that against her. No. We're all out here just trying to be Lucy. Everyone's here trying to be Lucy. If yeah. you ain't, get out. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. you misunderstood the assignment. Yeah. Or if you end up as Ethel, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're needed. You're needed. Shoot for Lucy because at worst you'll like end up an Ethel. Oh my gosh. We should be so lucky. So this conversation takes place between Ethel and Fred and Lucy, where Lucy tells Ethel and Fred he thinks he's going bald. And then Fred, poor Fred, has to stand there and listen to them all dance around the fact that he is bald. Well, he's delusional. (laughs) He doesn't think he's bald. He has, like, four strands of hair. Poor guy. They go down to his eyes, though. He has the same, like, haircut of Tommy Pickles in Rugrats. He has, like, three hairs sticking up. wrong. Yes, everyone piles on to the point where Lucy says, people think you're a girl, you should cut it. I can understand how he feels now that my hairline has started to recede. Oh, honey, your hairline isn't starting to recede. Let me see. Turn around. Never mind, I got plenty hair. Comes way down over my eyes. Yeah, you better cut it. People think you're a girl. <laughs> got him. <laughs> she got him, you know? Burn loose. I mean, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny because I was like, whoa, you couldn't make that joke anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> or you wouldn't make that joke anymore. Or if you would, someone would have to then do a joke on that joke. Yeah, but, yeah. Or tweet, like, yeah. we didn't mean it. Yeah, we didn't mean it. We embrace man buns. We respect hair of all lengths and yeah. sizes for yeah. all people of all lengths. Take backs, take backs. The best thing about shows today are all the take backs. <laughs> the walking it back on Twitter is my favorite part of television. That's the real button of the show. Yeah, the one thing Lucy doesn't have is a button. Because they, they... Ever? I mean, this one didn't. Sometimes. They keep ending on, like, jokes. Like, the big spectacle. Yeah. Like, and there's an elephant in their apartment, and we're done. Yeah, and then we're like, okay, what happens after? We've said before, sitcoms always go back to zero. You know, they end on a turn, but it's in the same moment as the final scene, with him saying, we gotta do this every night! <laughs> My hair is tingling, I love it! Yeah, and she's, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Ricky. Oh, no. Their grocery bill is gonna go through the roof. Where'd she get all those machines? <laughs> I was thinking about during that home spa session. I don't know if you guys ever did this, where you, like, in high school, or I've still done it recently, where you'll make yourself a mask at home. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever made to put on your face? I don't think mine was that weird, but I did do an oatmeal or whatever that burned my face so bad, and I was doing it with two friends who it wasn't burning their face. <laughs> I just had more sensitive skin, or my skin was drier or something than theirs. When they weren't reacting, I was trying to also not react, but I was like, my face is on fire 
Um, you were, that's a very Lucy moment. Yeah. Just like smiling through pain. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm in eighth grade, so I'll show no weakness. Um, oh, God. What's vulnerability? I don't know. I don't know. It's certainly not my skin peeling off. <laughs> my friend Katie, actually, it was right when we'd met each other when we were interning together. She did a hot oil treatment on her hair. Her hair was so greasy for the three days afterwards. I hope she was wearing a hat inside. <laughs> she was wearing a fedora. No, she wore top knots for three days. She was like, I can't get it out of my hair. And Eventually, the only thing that got it out was, um, what's the dish soap that they use that, you know, gets the Dawn, Dawn that gets the oil off the birds oh, and the, the and, yeah, yeah, that are affected an by oil, oil spill. spills. Natural disaster. On <laughs> I haven't done it, but I've seen these egg white masks. It sounds so crazy to me. You put egg all over your face. Don't do it. <laughs> You've done it? Yeah. I tried to just whip it up and essentially until it was a meringue. Ew. <laughs> you just like keep doing Yum. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I ate it off here. my face. Is this the Mrs. Doubtfire mask? <laughs> oh, oh only. Yeah. And then you have to have a silly accent, and it's amazing. What is that, a cream pie? It's a cake. That's she just... sticks her face into a cake. It's like frosting, yeah. And then it drops in the tea. Oh, and... yeah. yes. Oh, my gosh. What... What a Lucy, actually. What, what yes. a Lucy. Doubtfire is such a Lucy. Yeah, Robin Williams. Yeah. Inspired. But yeah, so don't put egg on your face, because then you'll literally have egg on your face. There's a reason why that's an Ew. expression. Egg that... on your face is an expression? Oh, to get egg oh, on yeah. your face? Yeah. Looks like I have egg on my face. You caught me. being an adult. Yeah, that blew up in my yeah. face, and now there's egg on it. Oh. <laughs> kind of to put your foot in your mouth, but more publicly shamey. Yeah. There might be some origin involving egging, you know, almost a tomato effect. We think about throwing tomatoes at things maybe it's of a similar i mean we egg people we don't like <laughs> i know i do halloween. down the street it's yeah. what i do every year at halloween yeah. this is doubtfire the movie that made my mom explain to me what gay people were oh yeah fire scene mm-hmm. he plays the brother yeah so good i need you to make me a woman oh honey <laughs> i was like mom why is he and he and his roommate his yeah. friend he lives with mm-hmm. this is so fun what's going on <laughs> i think that movie for me was the birdcage, also Robin Williams. Uh, yeah, he educated our generation. Birdcage is definitely a great. Yes, that that movie will. Hank Azaria in that movie. Ooh, Ooh baby, <laughs> goes down in history. So funny. So Fred mentions all the possibilities of what you could do to your scalp to get it to grow massages, tonics, freezing and burning the scalp like your mask. And I wanted to bring up that the idea actually came from Jess Oppenheimer, the executive producer who started to lose his hair and then tried a lot of things, including that big massager that went over Ricky's eyeballs. Yeah, that was actually his. That was from his home. (laughs) He brought all the props. (laughs) That's crazy. Was she using it correctly? I went real far down. Mm. I really like that. Because I feel like the more that I know writers, the more that you know that any episode of TV is probably some sort of patchwork kilt, quilt. Kilt. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, a patchwork kilt. <laughs> Saucy. <laughs> of stuff that happened for those writers. Totally. It's just people being like, okay, so is this something? Uh, One time, uh, like, I couldn't get any soup. <laughs> from this guy. Like, no no soup. soup. And then like, I don't know, is that something? <laughs> is that relatable? <laughs> Should we put this in almost every episode? <laughs> yeah. And we were like, yeah. I like to imagine Jess Oppenheimer just silently weeping off set because it's so cathartic. Yeah. Yes, I feel seen. Especially if it's an executive producer. I'm also now picturing the scene from Never Been Kissed where Gary Marshall comes in and he's like, kids, 
We don't know him. Last night I'm having tea with my son. He starts choking on a peanut. Apparently he has a peanut allergy. We don't understand kids today. Someone write a story about it. <laughs> the idea that some older man who just wants to come in and be the ideas and then be like, Hair, I don't have it. I did funny things. Write about it. Bye. <laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> oh, Gary Marshall. Yes. I, a good Gary Marshall reference will get me through the day. Yeah, you know that's, I mean? It's your bread and butter. Oh, yeah. He has like a walking stick. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't that old at that point. No, there's so many great things about that, about his performance in that film. Wieners, I got hot wieners. <laughs> that's right. I think I have to rewatch. Oh, yeah. you oh. must. Lucy goes to see... The I, hair guy. Yeah. Got Lucy's hair. coat is everything. I'm imagining it to be like cream ivory. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. Very Olivia Pope, I guess. And then a turtleneck and a statement necklace mm-hmm. over the turtleneck. In all the episodes we've seen, we rarely see Lucy outside the house. Yeah. I think we've seen her go to the Tropicana. The club. Yes. Sebs. Sebs. <laughs> it wasn't the most elaborate set. It was two walls and a display. Yes. The hair guys? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Looks yeah. Like they did it for like... 50 bucks. Yes. Were they at a mall? Where were they? Like, where's the setup? Like, oh, you yeah. know, the, like, the, the restoration ki- shop on the Upper East Side of Manhattan? It looks like a kiosk, like one of those kiosks at the mall. You have beautiful hair. Can I curl it with <laughs> this thing? Uh. Mr. Thurlow is played by Milton Parsons, who was in a movie called Roxy Hart with Ginger Rogers and William Frawley, and that's the precursor to Chicago. Also, they kept calling things preparations. Can I get oh, a, yeah. a preparation? What is that about? Preparation. H. That's mm-hmm. the only one I'm familiar the with. Modern. Well, but we must have had A, B, C, D, E, F, G before that. So, <laughs> so this was preparation C. Yeah, Nerd these zombie. are just other preparations. Early iterations. So th- I was like, what did William Frawley look like as a young man? Oh. I Googled him. There are no photos of him as a young man. I'm convinced he's, he was born a, six, he was born a 60-year-old man. <laughs> There's, there are no photos of him as a young man on the internet. Must have had hair at one point. He doesn't think. in any of these pictures. <laughs> was born a 45-year-old man and has aged since then. A medical marvel. He was in the precursor to Chicago, but his life was the precursor to Benjamin Button. Exactly. <laughs> Who's like the low-level witch now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe it's like that Blake Lively movie, which I've never seen, but I think I understand. Age of Adeline. Adeline. I yeah. understand what happens. Age of Adeline. I don't think you understand what happens. <laughs> Goes real off the rails. <laughs> Let me just tell you, there's lightning involved. <laughs> oh, I found a young, he's dressed as a bellhop and it's from his vaudeville days. That's not him. It says William Frawley vaudeville. Kind of a babe. Yeah. So he might be able to get it. <laughs> Things could be gotten by this he's young like a But young. why are there no photos between Everyone's walking around with a camera in their pocket all the time. <laughs> oh, that's many photos. He's not, an, he's not an iPhone guy. You had, to, an Android. you had to stand still for them. <laughs> okay. He's, Handsome. He's like a young Joe Biden. Oh, that no, is giving him away. No one is more attractive than young Joe Don't Biden. <laughs> oh my Our type god. Is like now middle aged Democrats when they were young. Oof. Is that a Tumblr? <laughs> <laughs> young Kim Kane is my personal favorite. Yeah. She's a Joe Biden girl. Oh, man. Joe Biden. So cute when he was younger. Yeah. So cute now, obviously. <laughs> that doing. smile. Oh, my gosh. That smile just doesn't go away. It's megawatt. So, yeah. So, Lucy goes and she's trying to find a cure for Ricky's baldness. And Mr. Thurlow thinks it's her. Thinks she's wearing a wig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it would make way more sense in color because her hair totally. is, like, vibrant. I feel like that joke would play 10% better in color. Definitely. 
Yeah. She's using the, oh, well, I'm asking for a friend. You're never asking for a friend. You're always Except asking for Except for she yourself. was. Literally. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe the same joke happened two episodes ago. Yeah, the like, Cupid, where she tries to tell the grocer. Like, somebody likes uh, you. He's like, it's you. And they assume that she has a crush on them. Yeah. So maybe I think Lucy has a communication problem. She does. They have <laughs> like, people always think problem. she's lying. <laughs> well, she's, she's got up to so many hijinks. Yeah. There's something about she, her. It's hard to know when the hijinks stop. <laughs> yeah. Do they ever? They can tell that something's hinky about her, but then they... Hinky? They, yeah, they aren't placing it correctly. I mean, she is plotting something. Yeah. So he's not wrong to pick up on a whiff of some plot. Yeah. yeah there's some, some mischief plot. happening. Yeah, some plotting's happening. Well, then especially at the end when she asks for the most painful and the worst smelling of his potions. You'd never want that for yourself. That's no. That's when you should really believe her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The smelliest. Just like look it up online, Lucy, and like have a list. <laughs> Check out the Yelp she, reviews. Oh, like, or the she online. didn't have the internet. No. Oh no. Did you know that, Yelp right? Pages? Like she didn't have the internet. No. You know that, right? Oh god. Oh god. I'm so worried. Spoiler alert. She no. didn't have it. She didn't. That's why she had so many hijinks. Can you imagine? Ugh. I wish we could see it now. Like How many she, hijinks she'd pull from Pinterest? <laughs> she'd go on the hijinks subreddit. <laughs> oh, man. She would accidentally tweet photos of things she shouldn't be tweeting. There'd like be what, Molly? Well, it was Idris Elba who accidentally tweeted a photo of himself in bed because he didn't understand how Twitter works. Hot. I think apparently... Nobody was mad about it, but like... Nobody was mad about it. <laughs> it went unreported because everyone thought, this it was, is good. It's a public, it was a public service. I'm okay um, with this. Lucy's back at home and she wants to fill the place with bald men. I want this place looking like a sea of honeydew melons. <laughs> it was a sea. <laughs> it was a sea of honeydew melons. I was thinking of a sea. <laughs> I think that probably wouldn't have made it through today, right? That's mean. It's mean. It's mean. I don't know if it's mean. Do bad men it's, feel... Uh, it's bad men. Ooh, ooh. That was Freudian. <laughs> Bald men are bad. Because I was going to say, do bald men feel marginalized? I I think it's a sensitive topic. I also just feel like usually when people are making jokes about melons, it's usually much more crass and in a different direction. So Boobs. Correct. That's what I was talking about. She did it. Thank you for clarifying, Corinne. (laughs) She's willing to speak the truth. She's a braver soul than I. Yeah. Also, hot take, honeydew melons are disgusting as a fruit. Melon is filler fruit. Yeah. yeah, everyone knows that. Nobody likes melons. So just... maybe this is more like a discriminatory moment against melon, but I don't think that means bald men. I think that that would pass today. You think? Yeah, because they're... also when they come, they're all straight up weirdos. <laughs> None of issue. them like talk and are not, they're not nice. They all want money. Wait, the first one legitimately bowed. <laughs> I think we're always okay making fun of straight up weirdos. <laughs> So I think if she'd made that joke and then we meet them and they're all sweet grandpas, we're not okay with this joke. But when she makes it and they're weirdos who want (laughs) to exploit her for money, exploit her exploiting them in a grosser way that's like putting her on the spot. And not even willing to make small talk about it. Yeah. A lot of hat acting in this. Yeah. Hacting. He's almost holding out the hat for the tip. Yeah. Props, you know. (laughs) Also, does everybody else keep money behind pictures mounted on your wall? I'm going to start, actually. Where do you keep your money? You better not say a bank. <laughs> Let me send you some articles. <laughs> a credit union? No. A local no. <laughs> Fred's toupee is awesome. And so good. The, yeah, that's the payoff. I love that it had salt and pepper gray on the side. <laughs> that he was like, let's not push it. <laughs> they know I'm not young. So 
I'm gonna have hair, but it's gonna have gray in it. I'm not trying to fool anyone. It's like getting a fake ID, but making sure that the person is only 21 or 22. So it's like, I'm not a 19 year old using a 38 year old's ID. I like that he's measured, he's has restraint. Yeah. yeah. Did he go to a wig store and be like, give me the Clooney? I know, he... Molly. He didn't, he wasn't alive yet. Guys, I don't understand how time works. <laughs> what is time? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you mean Rosemary Clooney? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure everyone understands what I'm saying. <laughs> my translator. I think he has some vaudeville friends, as we're going to find later, that he may have reached out to. He's like, I know a guy. Honestly, I'm getting to the point where I don't think an episode has fully satisfied me unless there's a Fred dress-up experience. <laughs> yeah. And the highness of his pants does not count. <laughs> what would you say Fred's body shape is? Oh, I guess it's kind of like... If you filled a balloon with like gack and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's end. If you filled a balloon with gack. Not far off from what we go with. Yeah. Bowling pin. Yeah, very good. Yeah. I wanted some sort of teardrop Perrier bottle. Perrier. Do you feel Call okay me. about body shaping Fred? Because I do. Again, straight up weirdos. <laughs> Put themselves at risk. It's a good rule to live by. Yeah. Then we are in the Lucy Ricardo torture scalp treatment situation. And she seems to have been cooking this all day. You know, if one of you were balding oh and you wa- wanted my help. Yes. If any of you guys were balding, I would do all of this stuff for you. <laughs> I gotta send you some articles. Oh my gosh. About like time, About time and the internet. <laughs> science. About science. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Educate yourself. Get woke, girls. But yeah, basically, yeah, I would give you guys hair treatments if you ever needed it. So. Well, that's very, that's very Isn't nice. Isn't that really nice? Mm-hmm. So, Probably yeah. gonna take you up on it. So. Yeah. There's so much physical comedy and it was all Ricky. The stocking over his face, where he was like smushied. It was crazy because so he looked like a monster. He didn't look so handsome yes. in real life. It's so scary. <laughs> I actually had a moment where I was like, did they put in a different actor for the stocking thing? There was no way that could actually be Desi Arnaz. It really smushes your face, you know? <laughs> we should do it right now. This scene made me realize that I'm not pranking my husband nearly enough. Like, <laughs> this is what marriage should be. I'm like never pranking. If Love we have an up. issue, we just have a freaking open and honest conversation about it. And it's That's, so you boring. Need, you need more pranks. <laughs> I've never pranked him in my dang life. I gotta be doing that more. The nice part about this prank is she's just trying to get him to be okay with the fact he might be going bald. Totally. I, I mean that like... Sort of facetiously, but not completely, because that's what a great way to make someone realize they're overreacting about something. If I could pull that off, <laughs> it'd be great. Every dang day. I mean, that'd be awesome. What a world to live in. Yeah, like, I'd love that. Okay, I'm going to think about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, most of the conflict on I Love Lucy stems from there being a lack of communication <laughs> yeah. between Ricky and Lucy, and then one decides to do something crazy rather than tell the other person the truth. But don't you think that's also because neither of them listen to each other? Mm-hmm. So it's like they have to do something big to get attention. She tries to be like, don't worry. And also, even if you are balding, there's nothing you can do about it, and worrying isn't going to help, which is what the answer is. And then he does something crazy and wears his hat. <laughs> inside at breakfast <laughs> and so she has to take extreme measures to get us to- I have to respond I'm so sorry you left me no choice I can't live like this I can't live like this <laughs> honestly if you won't listen to me I'm putting several vinegars on your <laughs> 
salad yeah. dressing on your yeah. skin. So it was salad dressing. I have washed my hair with vinegar because the water in Los Angeles is hard. And yes. it's good for your hair. Because it gets I all the metals out. Oh, Apple but cider is, vinegar? But is an egg good for your hair? Again, don't put egg on your hair. <laughs> I'm not really into eggs right now, so I don't know. <laughs> my husband didn't wash his hair for all of 2016. Wow. Really? Yeah, I mean, he stood in the shower and put water over it, but he went no poo. He went no poo 2016, which is natural. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a movement. You can get into it. I'll send you some articles. <laughs> got a pamphlet that, for us? A lot of reading. Yeah, there's I, a lot of homework uh, for this. I've given me, yeah, you got some homework. <laughs> the idea is your body will re self regulate the oils, and it's pretty much true. I mean, it got real gross for like a week. It only took a week? Yeah. Hmm. I don't think. Is he I back? Think it's, no, it's still not poo. Okay. I think it'd be harder for long hair because mm-hmm. that would just be harder. There's more going on. There's so much going on, but he has, you know, he has like short hair, and so I just chop my hair off. Maybe you I'll should go do it. No poo yeah. in 2017. No poo. Yeah, I get food caught in my hair, so <laughs> you need the poo. Yeah, I do. It's not even really that long. <laughs> it's down to here now. Okay. <laughs> it's down to here now. It's past my shoulder. Yeah, so he says oil, balsamic, an egg. Why don't you throw some anchovies on there and Ew. it'll be Caesar salad. I'm glad to know that Ricky is a foodie who knows how a Caesar dressing is actually prepared. True. A true Caesar has anchovies. Yeah. Man, the cradle of civilization was so good at salad. <laughs> <laughs> In the top five salads of all time. <laughs> Definitely from the Mediterranean. What are the others? Um, <laughs> you know you're always getting that Mesopotamian salad. Guys, I'm from the Midwest where it's like potato salad. Mm. We also have pretzel salad at family gatherings. What is in a pretzel salad? Pretzels. Bottom layers, pretzels, all chopped up, mixed with butter. Hard pretzels? <laughs> yeah, and you crush them up. Okay. You melt the butter over so mix it together, put it on the bottom, and then it's Cool Whip. <laughs> okay, so this is a dessert. We're talking about a dessert. It's a salad. It's a side dish served at where my family picnics. <laughs> okay, but as a as a, as it's a, a side, and then it's, <laughs> and then it's strawberry jello. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean we had that stuff. It's you not, know, it's a side dish. It's a side <laughs> dish. It's a salad. We had some of that stuff. <laughs> it shouldn't take the place of a real salad, but it, same nutrients. You have like a hot dog and that, or do you have a hot dog, macaroni salad, potato salad, green salad, and that? Oh, all the salads. Yeah, I think if yeah. you have all the salads, totally. you can have a weird sweet salad. Diversify yeah. your salad. Yeah. yeah. To me, I would not call that a pretzel salad. I would call that a jello salad with a pretzel crust. It's just the base. Yeah, it's a base. Like it's me. like calling salad lettuce. Well, you can what talk does salad mean. I don't even Linda, I don't you know can, anything. My anymore. mom can tweet at <laughs> us about argument. the origin of pretzel salad. <laughs> Guys, I'm just I literally am going salad definition. <laughs> what is salad? I don't know. Totally. We had stuff that was like pistachio pudding and cool whip and pineapple. It's an ambrosia salad or something. We had like sweet things that were called a salad. But that's not a pretzel That's like a bar. It's, it's like a, a lemon bar. bar yeah. yeah. It looks like a dang dessert bar. You can take this up with Linda, my mother. <laughs> Tell Linda to put that back at the bake sale where it belongs. <laughs> You'll be hearing from all the Wermas <laughs> and all of our cousins. They, they are the majority of our listening audience. <laughs> Salad. Dressing on his head. Yeah, it was just so funny. Well, I, that was great. I was like kind of afraid for him when it got hot. Like when she poured. What was I the hot don't stuff? think it was. I thought that was TV movie magic. I still was scared. It was on the stove, but I don't think the stove was on. And he was yelling a fair amount. Are we burning his scalp off now? I'm very protective of Ricky, and I was I was concerned. Okay. I mean, she knows where the line is. You know, you got to trust your girl. <laughs> At what point would you, as Ricky, have been like, 
you're clearly pulling my I think the mustard on top of an egg was Ew. maybe my point. The heat mask was definitely my point. With a regular person, I would believe it till the end. Even if they think that this is a long shot, they've looked up all the home remedies. We're going to try them all. But with Lucy, you got to be like, this is immediately a hijinks. <laughs> Minute one. <laughs> Minute one, because that is what she does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just step one, disbelief. <laughs> Just but verify. Yeah. We've mentioned that they maybe didn't have the internet back then. Maybe. We should have Straight someone up. fact check that, honestly. Yeah. Oh it's hard God, to say. Oh my gosh. I'm so <laughs> worried. Somebody tweeted Al Gore and find out if what the time was. But you're not going to be like, hey, ladies, what are all your favorite? Where does she get this stuff? Still women's go- magazines <laughs> or advice columns in the newspaper. Mm. And then just good old fashioned Gabin, you know? Yeah. Telephones. Part of me thinks she just made some of it up. Oh, definitely she did. She just looked at what was in the pantry. And- I think her stuff she made all up. I thought you were saying in a real situation where you were No, I mean, to... where did she brainstorm just whatever? Just her and Ethel. Yeah, truly. I think just, <laughs> I have this thing. Do you think he'd buy it? <laughs> I don't like this color stocking. I accidentally bought the wrong color. Do you think he'd buy it? <laughs> you gotta go for it, you know? Is it big enough for his face? Who cares? Who cares? I will say my favorite part of the stocking bit was actually the beginning where oh. he started putting it on, on his, his foot. Oh. He, was like, he was like, I don't get it, but you're saying it's true, so. Very good. Very <laughs> Very good. Very classic. That was classic. And yeah. gender roles. Am I right? It almost, the joke almost went down for me after that. Yeah. That was a high point. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I mean, that was a real high point. But that machine that moved his whole face was after or before? I think that must have been. It was before because the stocking was last. You're right. But I did like the turn of, we gotta do it every night. <laughs> and you know what? It's good for people to have hobbies if that's their new thing, is that they just put weird things yeah, on Something for them to do time. together. The problem with it is that in this relationship, we're buying it like Lucy's up to all the hijinks all the time. Her hijinks are predicated on knowing how Ricky's going to react to situations. Most of the time, he reacts exactly opposite. She thinks he's going to be like, this is terrible, never again. And he's like, every damn day. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why they work. (laughs) It's like the the line from Willy Wonka. Strike that and reverse it. Take all of your instincts and just do everything completely different. Yeah, she needs a better Ricky predictor. But he predicts her very accurately. Yeah. I know he does it. Oh, yeah. And... She always falls for it. Or then she starts to fall for it, figures it out, does the trick within a trick. Right. He yeah. figures she out, he does it, you know. Yeah. Uh, in Cupid, when the grocer mistakenly thinks that she's talking about herself when she's like, someone's into you, he decides to come upstairs and play it like, well, you're with the grocer now and there's nothing I can do. <laughs> you guys are in love, then I guess I'll go pack my bags. Yeah. yeah. More the, pranks. Yeah. So I gotta get into them. <laughs> 2017. Marriage can be fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing it right. That's what I've learned. What you were mentioning about the jokes within the jokes, it's like that episode of Friends where it's like, do they know that we know? But they yeah, don't know right. that we know that they know. Or Arrested Development, the lesson is don't teach lessons. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny, sometimes we'll try and track out how many of the things that they've done, or almost certainly they were the first to do it, and it just resurfaces through every sitcom you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. The simplicity of the conceit of this show is so funny. It's a married couple. They have two neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) They have two friends, exactly. Yeah, there's not anything high concept about it. No. Just shows you that so much of the value of media is an execution. You do not have to have a big wild idea if you just do the dang thing. So great. I'm just going to burst into pitch meetings saying that. There's no idea here, but I'm going to do it great. <laughs> Believe me, I've given you no reason to think otherwise. 
But watch I Love Lucy. If that can work. Yeah, look at this. Think of this. Lucy, what is it? They're married. Nothing else. Who cares? Same as me. I'm telling you nothing about my show. Buy it. I'll do a great job. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Killer pitch. Thanks. I'd buy it. You know that Lucy chocolate scene. We're going to do that every week. I get what the people want. <laughs> Different food every week. They'll love it. So what would be, if they were making this show now, mm. do we think that men are equally insecure about losing their hair? Yes. 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 It's universal. Yeah. But Timeless. now it would be way more intense treatments and options. Yeah. Transplant well, like hair twins. Lasers. And- yeah. Lasers, always lasers. As we've mentioned with our own experiments with kitchen masks, mm. home remedies are still a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I drink freaking warm lemon water every morning because articles tell me to. <laughs> yeah, I read a great article. Can I send you some articles? <laughs> I read it. I read that one. Yeah, good. Oh, right. finally. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Please tell me. It's supposed to start your digestive system exactly. early in the morning. Was so, what I do actually, though, it wants to be the first one in there. It's like, get it going and get it cleaned out before you put other things. Lemon's really Can, good at that. I did read that article. I will tell you that. Thank you. I, <laughs> so relieved. I end every night with cold lemon water. I don't know why. It's, I just like it. I drink oh, regular water. You. <laughs> that's the B side of that article. Wait, why don't you write an article about article. it and then we'll take it seriously. Wait, you do, I ignored it. You do both? No. You just do cold lemon at the end? That's just something you do after a tennis game. That doesn't mean anything. You end your day with lemon water? No. Let me resend you the article. I also like how you guys have arrived at there's one article on the internet that talks about this and nowhere else. Yeah. The one I read said that you should also zest it because there's bonus stuff in the skin. So. Thank goodness I use my microplane every day. (laughs) Otherwise, I'd never use my microplane. Sponsorship from microplanes. (laughs) Microplanes, call us. (laughs) Tweet at us. Send us great things. Okay. Modern Lucy's. Did this episode make us think of any contemporary equivalents? Frost the leather pants is oh, such a Lucy. Oh, yes. Yes. The lotion and, the, and now it's made sort of a paste. <laughs> That's a classic. There's got to be a hair story where someone switched hair products for losing hair, right? Yeah, there's got to be. What is that? I don't know. Probably on like new girl. Isn't one of those guys obsessed with the way he looks? Schmidt. Schmidt. There's got to be an analogous storyline. I think what happened on New girl though because it's so heightened for him is someone switched a product and it was incredibly minor it was volumizing instead of moisturizing and he he freaked out sure that sounds i also feel like ricky his hair in every other episode looks like he spends a lot of time on it to get it through that pompadour yeah i was surprised he let them mess it up so much in this yeah it's very pretty this was fun. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a fan. Oh my gosh, and thank you. Thank you <laughs> for being here. So um, if our fans also are fans of you, where can they where find can you? Where can they find you? Just follow me at Jess R. McKenna on Twitter and just explain to me how pretzel salad's a thing <laughs> and send me any cool articles. Let's just say I have a draft right now. <laughs> All right, and where can the fans, if they're suddenly lost, where can they find us? On the social medias, internet. You can find us at We Love Lucy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We Love Lucy Pod on Twitter. And if you want to email us, you can email us at we love Lucy Pod at gmail.com. Also, we're on iTunes if you want to give us a rating or a shout out. Or- yeah, I don't care if you give me one star and say that my voice sounds terrible. Just give us a rating. Say we what you want to say. <laughs> say how you feel. We're all about soliciting hate. <laughs> <laughs> we're all about freedom of speech here. So yeah. Just, like, express yourselves. Yeah, you can write a review that says pretzel salad isn't a thing. It's fine. <laughs> Adios, Lucy's. Mm-hmm.